Hey, this is Dr. Priyanka Venugopal, and you're listening to the Unstoppable Mom Brain Podcast, Episode 75, a conversation with my client, Leanne Cusack. Today's conversation with my client, Leanne, from the Unstoppable Group is the perfect client story after last week's episode around doing it all. You're going to hear about how a high achiever like Leanne used to think she had to do it all herself, how she used to jump from strategy to strategy every single time weight loss felt hard, and most importantly, how she overcame some of her biggest obstacles to start feeling better in her body, with hitting her personal weight loss goals, and in every other part of her working mom life. And listen, I want to make sure that you know about my brand new webinar that is happening in less than two weeks. Do Less Work, Lose More Weight is happening on Sunday, September 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can grab your seat over at theunstoppablemombrain.com forward slash webinar. Now, here's why you're going to want to attend this webinar. If you've ever experienced weight loss as a struggle, it's felt like it's too much effort, too much time, too much energy, too much work or bandwidth. I am guessing that any results you did create didn't last. You are not alone in this, and this is exactly what you're going to overcome on this webinar. You're going to learn how to lose the weight you want with half the time, half the effort, and half the mental bandwidth. It is literally going to change the trajectory of how you lose weight and most importantly, how you keep it off. And right after this webinar, enrollment for the Unstoppable Group will be opening. This is my six-month intimate small group coaching program for high-achieving working moms who want to lose weight without a calculator and feel better in their bodies now. Spots are limited and capped, so I highly encourage you to schedule your sales call with me on day one when doors open right after the webinar. Plus, I want to make sure that you know about the very special bonus you get only when you're registered for this webinar. When you're registered for the Do Less Work, Lose More Weight webinar, you qualify for a special one-on-one strategy call with me if you book your sales call and join the Unstoppable Group within 48 hours of doors opening. Make sure you're registered. This webinar is going to be so good and it is going to help you lose the weight you want in less time. Block the date out Sunday, September 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and I will see you there. Let's get into today's conversation with my amazing client, Leanne Cusack. If you want to reach your ideal weight and create lightness for your body, you need to have simplicity, joy, and strategic decisions infused into your life. I'm a physician turned life and weight loss coach for ambitious working moms. I've lost over 60 pounds without counting points, calories, or crazy exercise plans. Most importantly, I feel calm and light on the scale and in my life. There's some delicious magic when you learn this work and the skills I'm going to be teaching you. Ready? Let's get to it. Hey, everyone. I have the lovely Leanne Cusack with me. Thank you so much for being here and share with us a little bit about you, how you found Unstoppable, and we're going to get into like the best conversation ever. Absolutely. Thank you, Priyanka. So, yep, as Priyanka said, I'm Leanne. And uh, let's see, I am a mom of three boys. I have a nine year old, an eight year old, and a four year old. And I am married to my husband. We're going on 15 years now. And I'm an educator. So, I was an elementary classroom teacher for 15 years. And then now I'm in the curriculum department in a more administrative role. So, that's just a little bit. Tiny, tiny hints of my life, but all, all the things that keep me the busiest right now. And Priyanka, I came across you. So we knew each other back in my husband's med school days. And, and so we, I, you know, had you in social media and things like that. And as I started to see some of the postings you were sharing, they just really, really resonated with me and where I was in my weight loss journey and where I was just in, in other aspects of my working mom life too. So I decided to reach out. Yeah, I still remember one of the first conversations that we had was you sharing all of the things that you had tried, all of the things that mm-hmm. would work for a little bit, and then they would stop working. And I feel like this is actually such a good good point to kind of discuss. What do you think it was that you heard? in something maybe that I posted on Instagram or maybe an email that made you think, you know what, this might be the solution after so many of these other things that you had tried before? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good question. I think it was more tapping into, it was like tapping into the whole 
even just the word unstoppable and working Mm. mom, you know, I really identify myself as a working mom and a high achiever and all those things. And so to hear that it was something specifically targeted towards women like me, I think that that spoke to me. But I'm trying to remember if there's any specific things that you had said. I, I do remember on our discovery call that we made, I specifically remember I was sharing with you a worry that I had. So I was in a new position in a small office position. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, I do and, remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, gosh, this sounds good. But like, I don't have a place to meet during the day. Like I was hoping it was in the evening or super early morning. So I wouldn't have to touch work at all. And I found out it was what 11 or noon or something. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I don't have an office. And now I recognize it as you right away starting to coach me. Mm. Well, what's getting in the way of you just telling them what you're doing or not telling them and just be like, I need an hour and this is my time each week. I'm going to block it off. You don't even have to tell anybody what you're doing if you don't want to, or you could. And I just, that alone to me, like just kind of sucked up my level of bravery and just like, Mm. no, I want this. I'm going to go after it. Like just that little thing. And sure enough, I went and I, you know, and I talked to my boss and just told him one hour a week, I'm going to meet up with a group and, you know, we're going to talk about leadership and mom life and all that. And he was like, good for you. So, you know, it was, that was a memory that I have just of our discovery call that made me know like, okay, this is, really special and this yes hopefully will impact weight loss but just other aspects as well so I love that. And I think that this is something that I talk about a lot on the podcast, but it's like one of the core principles. And Leanne, I'm curious about your thoughts about this, but this idea for especially high achievers of putting ourselves on our own calendar is something Mm -hmm. that I feel as often, and I say this because I've done this too, it feels like a novel concept. Like I can block out this time for something that deeply matters to me that I think is going to level up my life, is going to help me hit a goal, help me lose weight. What do you think has been in the way? And what do you think might've been in your way before to put yourself on your own calendar that having a specific time and a place and a group like helped you overcome? Mm -hmm. Gosh, uh, let's see, several things come to mind. So I would say one, you know, is just the thought of what will they think of me if I say that? And, and, you know, how will that be perceived? And then will I perhaps be perceived as not being a hard worker? How might that look, especially being in a new position? And so I, I, I definitely uncovered a bit of that. For me too, something that I've been working on is just this idea of like me attaching myself so much to wanting to help others and to wanting to do and do and do to help other people. And this is a perfect example of like, it just got to a point where I was helping other people so much that I just was not even able to fathom blocking out an hour to help myself. And I think part of that is like this desire to help people and the compassion and all the, all the positive things of that. And it's just kind of one day leads to the next and one year leads to a next and And I've totally neglected myself and not anything I ever purposefully was like, well, I'm going to stop taking care of myself now. Like it just, it just slipped by. <laughs> yes. I'm so yes. glad you said it like that because it's not something, again, like I think high achievers and working moms are very smart people. We're not on purpose neglecting ourselves. We're not on purpose mm-hmm. like letting our life slip by. But I think what this kind of uncovered, and Leanne, I'm curious if this feels true for you, but the idea of putting yourself on your own calendar of even telling your boss or your colleagues or your partner, like, hey, I'm doing this for myself it kind of brought up some insecurity, some feelings of like, oh, I'm asking for help. Mm-hmm. I'm like asking for, you know, getting coached on something. I'm asking for a mentorship on something. And what does that mean about me? What might mm-hmm. other people think of me? It's really what we think of ourselves in that mm-hmm. moment of needing help. So what do you think it was for you that maybe made you feel like, oh, I wonder what they're thinking of me. What do you think you were thinking of you before you decided to join Unstoppable? 
Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I think something I really have uncovered is that I was thinking really poorly of myself. Like I had to achieve or I had to be doing in order to earn the whatever it is, in order to earn the worthiness of other people, in order to earn their, you know, in order to earn yeah. that spot or just in order to earn just the right to whatever. I don't even, you know. Yeah. Just, it, it's almost like this feeling of like trying to, I think a lot of women especially think that if we do it on our own and if we are able to do it on our own, mm-hmm. that somehow that's more honorable or mm-hmm. it's somehow better than not doing it on our own. And I think that that's what we got to challenge together because mm-hmm. sure we can do things on our own, but I think it's what we make it mean when we're like, you know what, we're not going to do this on our own. We're going to invest in help. We're going to join a group. We're going to get a coach. It's actually deciding to believe in advance. Like this is not better or worse than me doing it on my own. What if this actually allowed me to open up more, get farther, faster, if I decided to join a group or get coached? I'm curious if that was how you felt about it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then I could add to that too. It's sort of like, you know, in order to get coaching specifically on weight loss, there is an element of like, I have to admit that this is a problem for me. Yes. I have to admit that this is something that's just, I cannot grasp this for whatever reason. And so I think even just admitting that it felt hard, you know, it's like, I knew it, but to really like bring other humans into it, I feel like just that admittance of it felt hard. But then on this group, it doesn't feel hard at all because we're all aiming after the same goal. We've all got this thing in our life. And and so that's been, yeah, that's been a really neat aspect of having it be a whole group of other women who are sharing in the same desires and things like that around weight loss. So, yeah, I love yeah. that. And I think that that's such an important point. I want to definitely talk about your experience in the group, especially a few of the specific things that you have experienced. But I'm curious that moment that you felt that like, okay, specifically weight loss and admitting it, admitting that this is something that you want help with. How do you think you overcame that personal obstacle for you to then join the group? I think I felt the pull from, honestly, just from the way that that you talk (laughs) and the way that we approach it together. I think it felt so different than, you know, some of the other programs where you're counting macros or you're counting points or you're you know, so focused on that. Like, I think I got to a point where I knew, look at all these things I've tried. And like so many things, we talk about this all the time, like so many things in my life, I can really rock and I can really do these things and do them really well. But like, why have I tried all these different things and they're not working for me? And so I think like the psychology aspect of all of this has made the biggest difference for me. And just uncovering a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time has made it where I no longer feel like, oh gosh, I have to, I'm asking for help in this aspect. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm, I'm working together with other people in this aspect because it's just so much more complex than food. Like it's just, it's so much more complex than that. And I think seeing how much of your place in life, your the psychology of of everything, like it gets interwoven with food, but it's all connected. And I think being able to see that has just made me no longer be like, yeah. Life. And this is what's different, right? When you think about mm-hmm. what's the difference between everything that we have tried in the past and we talked about, right? Like counting points and calories and macros and maybe exercising and maybe mm-hmm. that new fad thing that we heard about. What's the difference between all of those ways and what we do together in coaching is we really explore and uncover the mindset that you have coming into your strategy, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of these other ways of trying to lose weight might be effective, but the reason that they're not forever sustainable is most of them don't uncover what you were thinking and feeling that drives you to sustainably follow through on what you said you were going to do. So kind of just like taking a pivot to that. When it comes to the mm-hmm. strategy, like the tangible strategy that you learn in, in Unstoppable, separate from the mindset piece, where we really talk about eating when you're hungry, stopping mm-hmm. when you're not, eating delicious, high-quality foods, what was your thoughts about the strategy that we were going to employ together in Unstoppable? And mm-hmm. 
what about it felt either like totally easy for you or maybe felt hard? So I think one of the things right away is the eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're not. And, you know, we have a a range, um, which I studied up on and I tried to memorize, okay, this is a one, this is an eight and, and the language of it all. But like legit, like I did not, I was so out of touch with the feelings in my body that I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. I knew when it was like starving hungry and you can hear the growl, like I knew that, Mm -hmm. but like to decipher the difference between like satiated and full and overly full, like that was not, you know, I just ate at the time that I was eating with the rest of my family. I filled up my plate and the amount, you know, about the size of the plate or things like Mm -hmm. that. But I just was not at all connected with the way that my body was actually giving me signals of how hungry or how full it was. And so I think that that strategy there, and it's something that I I still like, some days I feel more in tune to it and like better at it. And other days I'm like, oh man, I just, you know, that was a little bit much. But now I can tell like, ooh, I don't like that feeling. And right. I crave the feeling of like the lightness. I crave not eating past satiety. Yeah. And um, like, I just know I feel so much better. And like, that's how I want to feel versus before I just did not even, I was not in touch with that at all. This is the thing I think. And if you, if anybody was watching Leanne on video, you were kind Mm -hmm. of doing this motion. It was kind of like a dance, (laughs) right? So like, we're kind of doing a dance where we're kind of starting to rediscover our bodies. I think Mm -hmm. that this is probably a signal that we were in touch with when we were first born, when we're brand new, like babies will turn their face away from the bottle when they're, when they don't want anymore, whether they've had one ounce or six, they will stop the milk when they don't want anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they're hungry, they will cry out. And I think what happens along the way, just by conditioning from society and the, you know, we're supposed to eat at 12 and six, or we're supposed to eat mm-hmm. X number of calories, points or macros. Like we kind of learn to disconnect from our body. It's actually like, it's like we unlearn something that we already had. And I think what we've been doing together is rediscovering that. Like, wait a second, what if I didn't need an app? or a planner or a spreadsheet, what if I could just rediscover what my gut likes? What would it feel like? What does a three or four feel like? What does a five or six feel like? And then you get to decide. I think this is the other thing that I'm curious how you felt about this. Cause I remember you said, I want to be the number one A plus student. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, we yeah. have to talk about that. But before we get to the, it's like, I think when we come in with that attitude of like, you know what, I want to be the best student. We, again, we, we forget like maybe the level of hunger that I want to be at is going to be different than Priyanka, or maybe it'll be different than so-and-so mm-hmm. in the group. And I think mm-hmm. that that was a big part of your journey. At least what I observed for you is like mm-hmm. you getting to discover what feels good. You getting to decide, wait, you know what? Actually, mm-hmm. I don't like getting to overfall. Wait, I actually like how my body feels. We did a lot of work around flour and sugar, right? Mm-hmm. I actually like how my body feels when I take a break from flour and sugar and like you getting your brain on board with this dance, knowing it's not perfect. There might be moments that you overeat or that might be moments that you go off plan, but what a dance it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what, like how you feel about coming in with those rules, like I need to do this perfectly versus yeah. like discovering the dance. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, because one of the other uh, strategies is eating no flour and no sugar. Right now I'm in a very different spot where I'm figuring out how can I incorporate that in a way where I still like feel good in my body. But at the time it sort of hit me like, um, like a major failure, you know, like yes. gosh, I was rocking Priyanka's group and I was like losing weight and feeling really good in her group. And I thought I was doing so well in this group. And so when I started to find myself craving the flour and sugar and and not being able to truly like having such a hard time stopping myself from the flour and sugar, then it felt like this huge failure to me. Realize that none of this is about following the rules or being the best one at losing weight. You know, it's not about that. It's about 
listening to your body and figuring out what you want. Like, I think the idea of, you know, I remember you saying, or, you know, maybe another group mate saying like, you can have it, like have the flour, have the sugar. That idea to me is freeing, like have it, like go for it, have as much as you want. Nobody can stop you from that. Like you are, you can do it, have it all. And that to me is powerful because then it's like, but wait, do I really want it? Like, what do I really want more? Do I want this cinnamon roll more? Maybe in the moment, but in the long run, what do I really want? And that's that cool way, you know, that's feeling better in my body and all these things. And I think when I started to give myself permission to eat the flour and sugar, but then at the same time, also really getting in touch with like, what does my body feel right now after I eat this cinnamon roll? Oh, like, it doesn't feel good. I don't like that feeling or it's not, you know, I, I think another thing was getting better at, you know, weighing myself each day and not coming to a place of judgment rather than just coming to a place of evaluation. So, you know, you eat a cinnamon roll and the next day your weight is up. Whereas previously I would have been like, oh my gosh, of course, I can't believe I did that. And really gotten down on myself. Now it's like, oh, well, I made that decision to eat that cinnamon roll and man, was it delicious. And now today I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to decide I don't want to eat any flour sugar today because I want that number to go back down. And so I think that when I started to give myself permission, eat it if you want, just eat it. And then really evaluating the results of that and, and connecting that with what do I want my results to be? Like that's what made a difference for me. Yeah. I just love this. It's like, right. And I think what ends up happening when we give ourselves rules, it, I think again, for high achievers, especially it very quickly can turn into what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And it gives, I think us this false idea that we're not in complete control. Mm -hmm. It's very restrictive. And I think humans in general, especially women who are working so hard at home and at work, the last thing that we want is one more barrier, one more barrier to Mm -hmm. feeling our absolute best. And I think what happened for you is when you're like, wait a second, actually, I don't have to have these rules because clearly it's possible to lose weight even when you have flour and sugar. Mm -hmm. If I gave myself permission, I wonder what that would feel like. I think it just melted some of that restriction away for you. And it started for you to have, I think, a different question. It's like, I wonder how I might eat this in a way Mm -hmm. that still feels good for my body. Maybe I don't have any, maybe I have a little bit. If I have a lot, I know how it feels like you're, I think the quality of how you were engaging with your way of eating completely shifted when you did Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so powerful. And I think that that's, I want anyone hearing this to know that you can have the best strategy. You can have the most like science backed, most effective plan. And mm-hmm. if you don't come into that plan with the right mindset, you will turn it into another diet. And I promise you, it's going to eventually backfire as opposed to coming into whatever your strategy is, flour, sugar, no flour, sugar, however you want to eat coming into that plan with a way of thinking and feeling that puts you in control, mm-hmm. which I think is so important. There was another thing that I remember you mentioned, I'm wondering if you remember this, but whenever we do our evaluations, I remember you saying, if something felt like it wasn't working, or let's say the number on the scale is not what you liked, you found mm-hmm. yourself immediately thinking, maybe I should try points again. Maybe I should try calories again. Maybe mm-hmm. I should, re- do you remember that? You're like, let me, like, maybe I should try a different strategy. Mm-hmm. What do you think shifted for you? Because evaluation and leveraging results, leveraging quote unquote mistakes is a huge part of what we do together. Mm-hmm. What was it do you think that helped you turn that around where you're like, okay, I'm not going to keep questioning the strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep jumping ship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really be with myself and really evaluate this and figure out what happened in my implementation. I think even voicing that to you and to the group and talking about it and saying it out loud to other people, I think is helpful because I'm not the only person ever who like could give up flour and sugar and not lose weight, right? Like there's nothing that unique. Like it's going to work. Like it's totally science fact. It's, it, it will work if you do it. And so I just, 
I started to make this connection of like, that's what I used to do. I used to go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And at some point um, over the course of the past year, this, this word longevity just keeps sticking in my mind. Like this is, this is longevity. This is for the long haul. This isn't me wanting to jump here, jump there, jump there. Like this is just like me wanting steady and longevity of something. And this will work. Like this is, this is not just something Priyanka made up. Like, and I think we've talked to like any of those things will work. Like you count the points, you're going to lose weight. Like, yeah. And so I think it's me also realizing that it's not, it's not about the rule that is set. It's more about the mindset that you're going into it with and the mindset that you're continuing on with. And I was just got to a point where it's realizing like, jumping from here to there and there to, you know, like it's not helping. I've been doing that for a number of years. It's not working. So let me just be steady and and stay the course. Yeah. And I actually want to normalize why high achievers do that. Why is it that we jump ship or jump mm-hmm. from this strategy to that strategy to this strategy, then maybe the other strategy? Yeah. The reason that we do that is because we're trying to distract ourselves from feeling the uncomfortable emotion of evaluating a result. It's much mm-hmm. easier in the moment. Let's say I'm, I'm, there's a result in front of me and I don't love it. Or maybe I didn't I didn't implement the strategy perfectly. And so I'm looking at the scale and it's not what I want it to be. In that moment of discomfort, I think high achievers think if I just change strategy, I don't have to feel this way. And so we'll mm-hmm. jump ship. And brand new fresh starts feel really good for our brains. Our The brand new fresh start feels this natural newness, a natural burst of motivation comes in. And I think that high achievers love that because then they get to avoid the discomfort of evaluating. And that is one of the things that I want high achievers to get out of because as you and I both know, jumping from action plan to action plan is wasting so much time. It's just like not going to get you to your goal rather than doing the more uncomfortable work, which is let me take a look at this result. Let me see how I created it. I wonder what I was thinking and feeling that drove me to show up in this way that made this result what it is. And how can I leverage that information and make a small tweak? We don't have to make big changes and throw everything out and start from scratch. What if I just made one small tweak to shift this, but it requires slowing down which I think, again, can be hard if you want fast results. I'm curious what you think about being willing to slow down and what it takes for somebody doing this journey to slow down enough to do this work. Seeing things as like an experiment helps with the longevity piece of like, how am I going to eat forever? How do I want to do this in a way that feels light for me? And do yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you called it an experiment so much mm-hmm. because I still remember you did that experiment. I think this was like February, if I'm not mistaken. You're like, wait a second. Uh, yeah, we could speed this up if I wanted to. I could really like cut out the flour and sugar, which, you know, on the side for somebody that might feel great and then Absolutely. they go do that and mm-hmm. it's not a problem. But for you, we did this experiment and we discovered that it didn't feel good for you. Mm-hmm. And what an experiment to show you. We'd actually, maybe if I slow down, slow and steady, changed my goal, I might have more long-term permanent results. And Mm -hmm. I think what came up, I remember in that coaching call was, I think I asked you like, why are you in such a rush? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If if you really believed I'm going to hit my goal, no matter what, whether it happens in three months or six, are you willing to slow down if this was permanent? If this was the last time, if this was going to be your lasting permanent long-term solution, are you willing to slow down? I feel like that's what gives our brain the safety to slow down, right? Because the only reason we are in a rush or we want to speed up is we're like not believing we're really going to get there. So we're trying to prove to ourselves, like we're going to get there, we're going to get there, but it's just not sustainable to do it that way. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I do think so. And then I think I would add to that too, that I had sort of um, a mindset of like, well, if, if I just really buckle down, I just buckle down, I don't get the flour, I don't get the sugar, I'll get there faster. And then I can get back to eating the other way quicker. Like, and then oh, I that's can get right. the flour and sugar quicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember <laughs> you saying that. Of like, you know, I just do this real quick for a few months. I lose the weight. I hit my goal and then I can get back to it. And, but like, that's not going to work because then it's just going to come right back. And so knowing that this is just a discovery of how am I going to take care of my body for a very long time? (laughs) 
truly food is just good, right? Like it's just like an instantaneous, easy thing that will make you feel good in the moment. And and easy way of finding joy or an eating. Yeah. But that's not quite right because now I'm learning, I enjoy foods that are also, you know, healthy as well. Right. Like once you start to eat in that way. Yeah. But then when it feels hard, you have to be like, hmm, why does this feel hard? Where am I not giving myself a break during my day? How am I jam packing my day so much with other things that I haven't taken care of myself today. And like, I think we even did an exercise once where it was like, I've done all the different ways. Like, what could you do to to just take a break? Like, what, what, what might that be like? That's not food. And so now it's like, I'm at a point where I have a day and I'm feeling like, I know I always do this motion, like ravenous, almost like give it all to me. It's like, okay, what? This is actually a signal. Like my body is telling me something's a bit awry here. And how can I stop? And how can I, like for me, like anything outside, going for a long walk or a short run, like anything outside being in nature, like just always just helps me to regulate and feel so good. So like now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I'm feeling ravenous or what, however you might want to describe that. Like what do I need here? And so it's That's again, right. like tuning into your body and not That's letting right. that be like a, gosh, I failed. Now I'm craving sugar again. And this is terrible. Yeah. No, it's actually just my body telling me I need a break or I need to That's bring right. some kind of joy in there yeah. um, for whatever reason. It's just a signal. I love the way that yes. you described yes. it because mm-hmm. I think up until becoming aware of this, mm-hmm. we think, you know what, let me just cut it all out and lose the weight. And then I will bring the food back. And what we're trying to bring back is feeling taken care of, mm-hmm. feeling relaxed, having some joy, having some relaxation, having some connection. And because we've not done the work of exploring how to create that without food, our brain very naturally goes to like food is a quick and easy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you're saying, you know what, whenever you find yourself doing that motion, almost like it's like you're trying to feed yourself comfort. You're just Mm -hmm. trying to give yourself comfort, care, and relaxation. And food is just an easy way. But what we have been exploring is what if you didn't have to restrict and deprive yourself to hit your goal weight? What would it be like to feel taken care of? Mm -hmm. To feel like actually have joy, have relaxation, have rest while you lost weight? Wouldn't that be just the most sustainable way, right? To get Mm -hmm. so in touch with yourself that you knew how to do this while feeling taken care of. I'm curious mm-hmm. whether you feel like that was a shift that you experienced. Huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Just the idea that it's just a signal. Like that's all it is. And like, gosh, I'm so thankful for that because for years, you know, I'm sure since my first son who's 12 was born, it's me not paying attention to what what I need and, and things like that. And so, yeah, definitely. That's a shift. I love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of how we start breaking out of the rules of weight loss. And what mm-hmm. I'm more interested in is how can we fall in love with the way we're mm-hmm. eating, right? Like you, you've you heard mm-hmm. me say this again yeah. and again, like yeah. the way you eat is your ride or die BFF lover for life. Like mm-hmm. it's the one relationship we're going to have forever. So what if it didn't have to be contentious and full of rules yeah. and what we're allowed and not allowed to do? What if we could love this BFF lover we have as a passenger in our car. And what would it look like to reach our goal, drive to this goal, do the work it takes, as you were saying, sometimes it's hard, do the work Mm -hmm. it takes and also not have a contentious relationship Mm -hmm. with this ride or die, BFF lover for life, which Mm -hmm. I think is just so, so good. So just taking a pivot, one of the things that we have talked about is, you know, because again, a lot of the coaching that we do in the group is not just around food. As you know, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot Mm -hmm. about working mom life. We talk about, you know, how you feel about your time and your task list and productivity and being a mom or being a wife. And I'm curious how you felt like being coached on your working mom life things impacted your journey personally. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, so much more, such a surprise to me Mm -hmm. that I feel so much lighter with so many of those aspects to, you know, in addition to the weight. And so there have been times when I, we would be having a discussion that started about food and then it was like completely parallel to something completely non-food related. So 
trying to think of one, like uh, the latest one that I know we've been talking about is uncertainty Mm -hmm. and this idea of wanting certainty for the future. So whether that be in, you know, in a, in a job position and wanting security or in a relationship and needing that certainty for the future. And, but then it came down to me uncovering, like, I've been afraid to keep losing weight because Mm -hmm. it could all come back. And like, Mm -hmm. I kept looking for this certainty, like, once I lose it, it's going to stay off and almost like holding myself back of like really trying to get the pounds off because if I always had this sort of voice of like, oh, what if it comes back or it's going to, it's going to come back, you know, like that's what it mm-hmm. always did with this uncertainty voice. And I don't even think I uncovered that in a conversation that started about food. I think mm-hmm. it actually started about I don't, oh, moving houses. I think yeah, what, so we're talking about you moving. That's how that came up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. I want certainty that when I move, my kids will be happy. My husband will be happy. Like everything will be just fine, even though we move. And I was really craving the certainty around it. And it's like, it's impossible. It is impossible to know 100% for sure. And so a lot of those, you know, life situations and my thoughts about the life situations then completely mirrored the food. It, I mean, oh, yeah. Is, uh-huh. I remember, I think like one of the things that we were talking about, and I feel so strongly about this specific topic, because again, especially I think all humans, but especially high achievers love feeling certainty before mm-hmm. we lean in all the way into making a decision into feeling total calm and ease in their life. And what we coached on was hoping for certainty, hoping to feel certainty about the future is creating a lot of uncertainty for you right now. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that this kind of translated into how we were talking about food and plans and your weight was that was driving you to second guess your plan, your goal. It was making you second guess decisions that you had made. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what we get to then uncover. It's like, wait a second, your desire to feel certainty is creating uncertainty now. And that's making you second guess and ruminate and not make decisions. Mm-hmm. What might it be like if you felt certain in just you showing up in the way that you can show up? That's the one thing that you have control over, right? We don't have control over every single thing that's going to happen tomorrow, but you have 100% control and 100% certainty over how you're going to show up, mm-hmm. right? So like, what if that was all we needed? to answer the question, will it ever come back? Here's the, I'm going to be super honest. Anybody that's listening to this, you might gain all the weight back. I, I've lost a little over 60 pounds next year. This time next year, I could be back at 200 pounds, but I could focus on that. What if I call them whiffies? What if I gain it back? And that will just drive me to second guess and question and micro quit and have justifications and excuses. And eventually I will create that as my reality rather than that's not even a possibility anymore because I feel so certain in how I am with myself now, how I look at results, how I look at if I do a, a Dorito dinner, if I gain a pound, I the way that I am with myself now is so different that that is not even a possibility, right? And I think that we get mm-hmm. to feel that and offer that to ourselves, which is how we then create certainty, which is such mm-hmm. like a roundabout way. I feel like it's such a meta topic to think about certainty oh, and yeah. uncertainty, but I want anyone listening to really think about, have you allowed uncertainty to hold you back from making decisions? And how is that the real reason that you have an unwanted result? Mm -hmm. Right? On the scale, which is so good. So we were talking a little bit about, I feel like we could keep talking about this topic, but I feel like the other thing that we were talking about as we've coached on hard moments, the move or relationships or time and tasks and kids You had said something a couple of weeks ago is like, you know, I don't have to resolve every hard thing in my life for me to lose weight. Can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like that was a big moment for you to be like, I don't actually have to fix every single little thing to lose weight right now. How did you come to that? What was your takeaway? Throughout this past year of coaching, there's been different life circumstances that have come to the surface with it all, you know, like there's there's the job aspect. There's thinking about even things from my childhood that have been bubbling to the surface. There's the kids. There's the marriage. Like all these things. And you have a really deeply rooted goal and desire. And so anything else 
it can just be chatter in my brain that I need to like let be chattered. Um, I think learning how to process emotions has been huge for me and just learning how to let myself feel whatever it is that I'm feeling and knowing that that's okay has been really big in keeping me like centered around what, what the real goal is. Yeah. And I think kind of what you're talking about is this idea where we can feel stressed or frustrated or worried or disappointed or angry. And our brain, because just about how our normal natural human brains work, we want immediately to avoid the discomfort of Mm -hmm. our like life emotions that it will offer Mm -hmm. you the cookie or the Dorito dinner or the glass of wine. We could keep that Or what if we learned the skill of feeling an emotion like frustration or worry or anger or disappointment and practice that skill, practiced feeling an emotion and we didn't need food to numb that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then it's like, you know what? And if I want to also get coached on my time, if I want to get coached on my marriage or on my kid, what if I also did that? Which is amazing because we can just like obliterate some of those feelings at Mm -hmm. the root But what if that didn't have to hold me back from following my plan? I can feel the stress. I can practice feeling this and also totally not go to food. It just, I just think that it's such a powerful feeling to know. Mm -hmm. You can feel any, I, I, you know, when I think about, I think of it like as like the colors of the rainbow, we all have our flavors of crap feelings that we Mm -hmm. just don't love. For me, it's always been pressure and worry. That's been my personal flavors. I feel like everyone has their own unique blend. Yeah we don't love feeling. And what would it be like? Imagine how powerful you would feel if any emotion, you could just feel it and not go to food. And I say this, I know I'm saying it simply. It's not always easy. It's not always easy, but imagine the power. And I think this is kind of what we talk about, like high achieving working moms are confident, but we don't always feel powerful because it's like, oh, that thing happened, that that fight happened, that life stress is happening. To me, that's where women get power. I can feel anything. I can practice the skill of just feeling it, a vibration in my body. I never have to eat. Think of what unlocks for us then if we Mm -hmm. practice that skill, Mm -hmm. which is everything. I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, that phrase that it's it's just a vibration in your body. Like that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Like that's literally all it is. And I've gotten better at like just sitting with that vibration that you have to be purposeful and take that time really truly to sit there and let it feel, but knowing that it's going to pass and it's just a vibration and I can listen to it and I can give it the space that it needs, but it doesn't mean that I need to eat right now. And like that difference between like now I can tell, is this a vibration of anger or like anxiousness? Like, is that the vibration or is it like, me actually being hungry and now I can be like okay I'm I'm having a feeling like and not I can check in like with my belly like is yeah nope this isn't hunger like okay let's just here we go like let it come yes you know and I yeah I think that that's that's so good what do you think for you personally is just the lifetime impact of that being able to know the difference between that like anxious feeling or that worried feeling versus like actual hunger and then responding to it accordingly. What do you think is the impact for you? Oh boy. Uh, geez, that's so hard to answer because I think it will impact so much when, you know, weight and health and not just instinctively just going to eating. I think that alone is huge, but you know, me, myself being able to process emotions. And then that absolutely carries into conversations that I have with my kids, conversations mm. that I have with my husband. I was just coaching my son. He was feeling overwhelmed the other day about we were we were doing some deep cleaning. <laughs> his, his desk was like a disaster. And so he was like feeling overwhelmed. And so I was able to do some coaching with him. Like, what's the result that you want? Okay, let's start there. And how is your feeling going to affect your actions? And then how's your action going to affect your result? Like, you can sit here and you feel really frustrated and overwhelmed. Like, absolutely, let's do that and let's feel that. But what do you want the result to be? You know, and so mm-hmm. being able to even use that with people that I love or, you know, even in my job as well, I can I can use it too. So, gosh, it's hard to even answer that question because yeah. there's... Yeah, it will have a ripple effect in so many ways. 
Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. that that to me, it's like, I always think about, you know, there's like the tangible benefits of losing weight, using coaching as your main and primary modality, but it's Mm -hmm. what you're just talking about, the ripple effect and the intangible, like the intangible results that how you show up as a mom, how you show up at your work Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. shifts and changes. And it's like, there's probably like innumerable examples of what that even looks like. Like, I'm just so curious about your son who heard that who yeah. might have been like, you know what, he might have allowed the overwhelm to drive him to not clean up his desk, right? Mm-hmm. And what is it, what was the lesson that he got to learn in that moment by you modeling it to him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And yeah. me not being like frazzled about it, like clean your desk, you know, like that kind of, like even just that too. And yeah, it's huge. So... Oh, I love that so much. So Leanne, tell us what anything else that we didn't cover. I feel like there's so much more we could have kept going into, but Mm -hmm. tell us anything else that you feel like you would want to share with anyone listening to this podcast about you Mm. and your experience in the group and anything you would want someone to know that's listening. Mm. It's hard. There's so much. Um, I think the last takeaway that I would really like to share is the idea of trust. And we have talked about this quite a bit. And I I felt like it was sort of layers of me starting to understand that previously feeling like trust had to be earned. Like I had to achieve and I had to do this and I had to do that in order to trust myself. So in relation to weight loss, it would be like, if I didn't lose weight one week, I would feel like I had to stop trusting myself. Like, oh, here you go. You're slipping back. Like you can't trust yourself. And that shift to like, no, actually, like, you don't even have to earn trust. Trust is just a given that you give to yourself. So just like, I trust my own children. And like, I trust that they're going to be who they're going to be. And they're going to find their way. And it's going to be good. I can have that same trust in myself. And it's not something that if I stumble or stumble, if I you know, if I don't lose weight or or I don't process my emotions in a way, it doesn't mean I can't trust myself anymore. Like trust is a given and I'm going to be there to trust myself. And so then what that means is the way I talk to myself is different and the way that I evaluate what happened is different. And it's so much more caring and loving and just knowing that I'm going to get there. We're going to figure it out it's going to be okay. I think that that's been a big thing. It's just how do you talk to yourself in terms of really trusting in yourself? Mm, I love that so Mm -hmm. good because so many of us think we have to earn it. Mm -hmm. We have to prove to ourselves that we can do it. We have to prove to ourselves that we are worthy or valuable enough to do what we're talking about. And I think what you're Mm -hmm. saying is like, what if that was just a decision? You can just Mm -hmm. decide to trust yourself. No evidence needed, right? Mm -hmm. And imagine the impact of that. If if mm-hmm. you could talk to someone that's listening to this listening to this podcast and they are considering unstoppable, they're considering coaching, but maybe they have a thought or a question, they're maybe nervous about being in a group or they're nervous mm-hmm. about something, what would you say to them mm-hmm. in their decision about whether unstoppable may or may not be for them? I cannot imagine how anybody wouldn't get something out of this. I mean, it's just amazing what happens when I think what the group does is it brings all of this to the forefront of your mind, right? Like how it's so easy to just kind of slip back and not care for yourself. Like this is a structure that is going to bring yourself to the forefront of your mind every week through the weekly calls. Every day you have the availability to get the written coaching in Slack and you learn how to do daily work every day of checking in with yourself. And so there is no way that you couldn't get something out of just giving those thoughts more presence in the front of your mind more every day and every week. And the impact that it will have, well, it, it's shocking. It's, it's really quite amazing. Uh, you, you might be thinking not to do it. I know even like financially, I was like, gosh, I don't know, you know, but it's huge. I, I think that that's true. Yeah. And, I, and again, I feel like this is such a, individual decision for Mm -hmm. anyone that's considering this to make to really take it through the lens of your own inner wisdom, 
right? Like listen to your own inner wisdom. It is an investment and Mm -hmm. it's not just a financial investment. I'm asking Mm -hmm. my clients to invest their time to to put Mm -hmm. themselves on their calendar, to block an hour a week, to show up for 10 minutes a day, to really invest in themselves. And so it is a serious decision. Mm -hmm. And also to me, I think the results that you create are so serious. They're mm-hmm. so worth it. Your your goals matter. And I think that my intention with, with this group is giving your desires the significance that they deserve mm-hmm. and to not just brush them aside anymore, right? And like just kind of go on by, let our life just pass us by to lean in mm-hmm. and then take it to that lens of your own inner wisdom about whether or not this group is for you. And don't let a flutter of nervousness hold you back. Because you Which do know like, deep yeah. down. You really yeah. just do. <laughs> I love it. Leanne, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and really sharing. I feel like a lot of what high achievers are thinking, what women are thinking, I think telling these stories is just so valuable so that people get kind of an inside look into the journey of what happens when you come into Unstoppable and the explorations that you have and all the results that you create. I just, I love it. And I appreciate you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Back at you. In less than two weeks, I am hosting my brand new webinar. Do Less Work, Lose More Weight is happening on Sunday, September 17th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can grab your seat for free over at theunstoppablemombrain.com forward slash webinar. You are going to want to attend this webinar if you have ever felt like weight loss has seemed like a struggle. Too much time, effort, energy, and bandwidth is going into you trying to lose weight And I'm guessing if this is what you have felt like, it is not sustainable. We are going to be overcoming all these obstacles for you on the webinar. You're going to learn how to lose the weight you want in half the time with half the effort and half the mental bandwidth. Grab your seat over at theunstoppablemombrain.com forward slash webinar. And right after this webinar, enrollment for the Unstoppable Group is going to be opening. This is my six-month intimate small group coaching program for high-achieving working moms who want to lose weight without a calculator and hit their body goals now. Spots are going to be limited and capped, so I highly encourage you to schedule your sales call with me on day one when doors open right after the webinar. Plus, I have a special bonus for you when you're registered for the Do Less Work, Lose More Weight webinar. When you're registered for the webinar, you qualify for a special bonus one-on-one strategy call with me. If you book your sales call and join the group within 48 hours of doors opening. So make sure you're registered. This webinar is truly going to blow your minds. You can grab your seat over at theunstoppablemombrain.com forward slash webinar. I cannot wait to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable Mom Brain podcast. It's been an honor spending this time with you and your brilliant brain. If you want more resources or information from the show, head on over to theunstoppablemombrain.com.